It is Sports Day on this Tuesday night. Adam White and Bryce McGain with you all the way through until 8 o'clock tonight. Um, tennis. Mark Woodford uh, is uh, hopefully going to join us uh, shortly. I know that uh, he's uh, mixed up with the match that he's currently on court between Novak Djokovic and Taylor Fritz. I reported before that Novak Djokovic won the first set 7-6 after saving two set points. Uh, he's now down a break in the second, so Taylor Fritz has sort of coped with the disappointment pretty well and uh, has uh, not only broken but consolidated the break to lead to love early in the second set. It's early in the second set. We've only had 15 games. The match has been going for one hour and 47 minutes. It's a real Novak Djokovic sort of quarterfinal as Mark Woodford does join us on SEN Sports Day on this Tuesday night. G'day, Mark. Hey, fellas. How are you? You've, you know, I've had to peel away from the, the really exciting match right at right now. Well, I'll give you the tip, Mark. I think it'll go for another four hours, so you might be okay. <laughs> it, it seems like that, doesn't it? I mean, how incredible was the first game that they played, the length of, uh, uh, you, you know, that it, that it took just to get through the, the initial stages. But, uh, yeah, an hour and 47 minutes, and we're only, I mean, barely just starting the second set. Yeah, it is. It is quite remarkable. What What have you seen from Novak through the first week and a bit of the tournament? Is it is it just Novak playing these games that he tends to play, or is there a bit more to it? He just doesn't seem to quite be himself. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's more of the latter that perhaps there is uh, the you know not feeling overly well. I don't think he's fully recovered uh, and, and feeling that fresh. Um, as well as the wrist, you know, slight wrist issue. But look, a lot of players these days, they're, they're carrying something that, that niggles them. And it's very rare that their their body is, you know, in 100% shape. But uh, this is Novak. He manages. I don't think he's playing, in my opinion, his best tennis in week one. But he just knows how to manage his game. Very rare that any top player gets to play at their at their best level. It's about managing when they're not playing their best tennis and he is the one that does it the best out of everyone else. And Mark, it's an interesting point you make because you often hear about this, that the best players, you know, going all the way back, it's not just about manage them, managing them through a match where when they probably could win six love, often they win six, three, six, four, but the, the really best players are trying to manage their way through two weeks of a tournament and not expend too much energy too early. And, you can sometimes flirt with your form a little bit, but generally speaking, the best players can do that to make sure they're they're peaking at the right time. Exactly, exactly. I I, I think back to uh, a number of years ago, and, and and I'm talking close to ten years ago. I spent a period of time working with Novak Djokovic, and this was just before he, you know, had reached the the pinnacle of our sport. He was having to come across Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer in the quarters or the semis of tournaments of Grand Slams. And, and he was already fatigued by the time he'd reached that stage. And he, he was just questioning, why? Why am I, they're not hurting. My body is breaking down. I'm, I'm really, really struggling to even get onto the court. And I feel like playing against them, I have to play my best tennis. And I, my response was, they've, they've had a bit more experience they've managed themselves well in the first week of a Grand Slam. They accept that they're going to perhaps play a tough match or two, but they don't feel like it's going to affect their performance at the back end. And they're prepared to be a little battle-weary, bruised, tired, fatigued, 
um, but they're, they're, they're just managing their emotions. And, and I think gradually Novak has probably learnt that and now he, he sets himself apart. So I think the longer he stays in the tournament, the more dangerous Novak Djokovic is going to be. That's such a great insight. We're talking with Mark Woodford, SEN tennis expert, and his opponent at the moment, Taylor Fritz, I've been really impressed the last few games that he's played. Uh, his serve percentage, first serve percentage, and he's so strong with that, has been up around the sort of 75%. It's a little lower tonight, but if he can do that, that could be a tipping point against Novak, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and look, again, you know, fellas, these days with tennis, it's it's about the, the data that they accumulate uh, against opponents. And majority of the, uh, let's say everyone in the top 10, probably almost the top 20, they're working with with people who provide this information. And I think that is more of a uh, uh, an approach Taylor Fritz will take tonight, is not to expose the second serve too much. Mm-hmm. And he's playing against Novak Djokovic, who is arguably one of the greatest returning um, players, but if Taylor Fritz can just keep sending down first serves, it makes it a little tougher for Novak to take control of the point. So it's about Taylor taking care of his own serves and then maybe waiting for a little daylight to see if he can uh, break serve or look, the opportunity was there at the end of that first set when he had those set points and he didn't take it. That may come back to haunt Taylor Fritz tonight. A little bit later on, Mark, it's it's going to be a terrific game. Yannick Sinner and uh, Andre Rublev, uh, who put pay, unfortunately, to uh, Dimonor uh, in yeah. his last match. But uh, that's going to be an absolute epic. G- goodness knows what time they will be able to get there. They've got to clear out the stadium <laughs> and get those guys in there. So 8.15 it's scheduled. Um, we can probably expect it maybe a bit later, but look, we'll wait and see how it all pans out. That's going to be an epic game. It will be. The beauty of them starting later is means that I can enjoy the plum seats watching Djokovic <laughs> and Taylor Fritz. But nice. um, that, that, that match, uh, I, I think, to me, depends on Andre Rublev's uh, the, the physical recovery process that he's had to undertake since taking out Domenar. Look, he ran home. He sprinted through the end of that match. and um, But it, it really is how well he recovers because against Sinner, who is you know, up there with, with ball-striking ability. I, I, I'm struggling to, to think back to the tournament um, so far. I don't believe Sinner has dropped a set along the way. That is correct. Um, yeah, so, you know, he's in, he's in great form. But the big question for Sinner is, you know, now he's reaching the, the ending, the end part, so the second week of uh, a Grand Slam. It's still new territory for him. So um, I, I, I do give the edge to, to Yannick Sinner. My son. I mean, look, he, he's very similar. That's why I love him so much because he, he's got that ginger look. He's got the freckles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's got my vote. <laughs> um, Alcaraz played last night and, and got through really easily. And we were talking before about Djokovic, who, you know, he's, he's winning. He's doing what he needs to do. But the ease of Alcaraz, what have you seen in him over the last sort of 12 to 18 months as he's gone from this exciting player to a genuine star of the sport. Yeah, he's now just growing into, I think he's, he's um, uh, I don't know if it's about understanding that he is uh, uh, outside of Novak Djokovic, probably the most high-profile male tennis player on the planet. Um, 
And I know that Rafa is still in the mix, but, you know, he's been off. But it, it's been a tough road the last year for, for Alcaraz because everyone's saying, well, where's the next generation? Is he the one? And, and I think his body, it took, took a toll. I think he had to um, uh, take a beating physically. Uh, I think this year what I've seen, um, which, which is you know, not every match, but certainly last night, he seemed so relaxed. He seemed comfortable. He seemed like there were just didn't like there was not anything hanging over him that he was stressed about. And he's enjoying his tennis. So you always got to watch out for those who you know can you know right their body. Um, again, I'm not saying that I I know that he's you know not car- you know carrying anything along the way, but I think he just he just looks better and and might I say he even looks a little stronger or is that the uh, cut off t-shirts that he's wearing (laughs) it it does feel like it does feel he looks really fresh and up and about yeah there you go yeah Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with that so um we've talked about the men's just just quickly on the women's before we let you go back into center court at Rod Laver Arena at Coco Goff who I must confess she's the one that I've thought would win the tournament um she had a real scare today she was down 5-1 in the first set uh, got back and won that and ended up winning in three. And she's in the same half as Sabalenka, who plays tonight, the defending champion. The other half yep. of the draw is a, is it? We're talking about this last night. It's a total raffle. Have you are you leaning one way or the other when it comes to the women's side of the, of things at Melbourne Park? Well, certainly the the, the women's draw looked a lot more interesting. Uh, you know, when uh, there wasn't the depletion, the losses that we've yeah. seen on one half. Um, but but Sabalenka to me, is the one that's in control of, even if Schwantek was still alive, if Rabakina was still there. Um, obviously, it's a, a dangerous match with Coco Goff because she's just growing in experience. She hasn't tasted uh, success here at the Australian Open before like Sabalenka. But I feel like that, that it's it's uh, arena that if she can handle her emotions, sometimes that, that actually does get ahead of her. She, she's overstresses, um, if the first serve's not working or she's not landing those powerful uh, groundies. Um, but I, I think if she is settled early in the match, I'm not sure that there are that there is anyone left, and that includes Coco Goss, but certainly on the other half of the door, I don't think they would be challenging Sabalenka. So it's, it's really for her to win, but it's also hers to lose. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. Mark, thank you very much for joining us. I know you're really busy down there at Melbourne Park, but to spend 10 minutes chatting to us, we really appreciate it. Go back and enjoy the tennis. Yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll get a good view uh, sitting in the second row next to Pat Cash right behind Rod Laver. It's not bad. Oh, come on, you're name dropping now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. See ya. Mark Bye. Woodford joining us, uh, part of the SEN tennis commentary team.